Welcome to Boating Industry Insider, where we talk to executives, thought leaders, and movers and shakers from both inside and outside the marine industry. Now here's your host, David G. Hello again, everyone. David G, Boating Industry Insider, welcoming you along for the ride again. And we are going to get electric. That's right, electrification. Let's talk about that. Next generation propulsion technologies. With us is the CEO of Vision Marine, Alex Monjon, French Canadian. And tell us a little bit about before we get into Vision Marine, before we get to electric and how big the space is and how it's going to be. Tell us a little bit about your boating background in general, uh, including some racing, I guess, and then and then kind of how you came to Vision. Um, first of all, my name is Alex Monjon, CEO of Vision Marine Technology, and I'm an avid boater. I was importing uh, race boats with my partner, Patrick Bobby, who was actually, uh, he's actually also a founder of Vision Marine Technology. So uh, by racing boats, and I was also an electrician by trade. I was always fascinated uh, by the uh, electric boats that were, because electric boats were in water much before the ice and general boats. It's been dated since the late 1850s. So uh, along the way, by uh, being an avid boater, and after a few boat races, I ran into Ian Bruce, Olympic sailor, and also a famous boat designer, and uh, my mind, my mindset changed after meeting him in Thousand Island uh, back then. And uh, me, and Mr. Ian Bruce, also is a designer who designed a few of our boats, such as the uh, Fantail that we still produce and we sell worldwide to boat rentals operation, boat club. Good and Boat Club is purchasing those boats from us since many years. And uh, we also have his legacy boat that he designed. Uh, it was a replica of a Chris Craft back barrel. So that boat was named uh, the Bruce 22 after Ian Bruce. And we worked on the second generation of that electric Bruce. Mr. Ian Bruce designed that boat and made it electric. He started working on that thing in the years 2009. Uh, and he had great success. But the boat, the, the boat was great, but the technology wasn't there back then. And the price and the weight of those batteries that they were in that boat. Uh, we're not uh, mean to, uh, for um, commercialization. And uh, when he passed away, we decided, me and Patrick, uh, to move forward into the production of the roots to show to the world. It, were, it was more a showboats. We sold a few of them. We built a few of them. And this is also how the Emotion 180 uh, uh, was born. It was an inboard system back then that we were using in 2015. And uh, presenting that boat to the overall boating market, uh, many uh, boat manufacturers ask us uh, if it was possible to get it in an outboard version. So we worked on it with different groups of people. And uh, along the way, we uh, we transformed it by having the motor placed horizontally into a vertically position with the outboard. And um, that's how a little bit the story started with the Emotion one. And so how long have you, again, to review, how long have you been in production with an electric boat? Me and Patrick start, uh, started in to, uh, late 2012, and we were full uh, involved in 2013 uh, by purchasing all the tooling from what was back then Canadian electric boat. They were building only two models, the Fantel and the, uh, the Kwaitu, 
uh, design, as I mentioned by Ian Bruce earlier. So uh, we had to certify those boats that were being produced back then since 1995, but none of them were certified. It couldn't be exported. So we went through the process of getting them U.S. Coast Guard approved, sea approved, and Canadian Coast Guard approved. And by the way, uh, it's very hard to find a boat manufacturers that produce electric boats and have the three certification. Most of those guys are building boutique boats or artisanal boats, and they don't have that certification. So it's a different process. Uh, it's much heavier, and you need to use different components, and you have to have the knowledge. And it, 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 the certification is heavy. But you're building a product that will host your family, and it needs to be safe. And I'm pushing on a daily basis. Even this morning, I emailed the president of the NMMA, the National Marine Manufacturer Association, in regards of uh, some help to uh, showcase some safety uh, that we have in our system for the next IBEX boat show that will be hosted in Tampa uh, September 26, 2022. Nice. Uh, you talked about, uh, you know, uh, the vi it's interesting, prescient that, that the name of your company is, is Vision Marine. You obviously had a vision a while ago that that electrification was coming and it was coming in large enough numbers that that it would behoove you to to get into uh, into the production. Uh, how what what has surprised you about the journey so far, uh, either either in a, a positive sense or a negative sense in terms of of that path that you've been on so far? Huh. <laughs> I'm speechless. Um, funny fact, this weekend was a very good weekend for myself. It was a personal challenge. Uh, last time I raced a boat was uh, in the years 2016 at uh, uh, Thousand Island uh, Poker Runs of America. And uh, one of our brews actually was giving the start of the race. It was an electric bruise brought by Patrick Bobby, my partner and co-founder. And uh, the crowd reaction was priceless. I was racing with 46-footer boats with crazy guys in general boards, and we were racing again, guys who had turbine helicopters, uh, motors in their boats. And when Patrick left with the flag and the official with the electric groups, it was priceless to see the crowd reaction. And from there, I told myself, probably I was crazy back then. I said, one day I'll be fighting and I'll be racing against those guys, and they're going to give me the respect. I was wearing those T-shirts. Canadian electric boat t-shirt at those race, even if I was driving a gas gizzler boat. And I said, Sunday will happen. And uh, last race, my wife was pregnant of a kid that uh, probably was six months. It was in her belly. And uh, I told my wife, the kid will never see us racing one of those gas boats anymore. And if we have to race Sunday, it will be electric. And uh, I had a very supportive wife. She <laughs> let me work seven days a week, 18, 21 hours a day managing it making sure that I will be able to get where I want to be today. And I also opened a rental operation in Newport Beach, California. And I was able to actually make sure that the production of those small electric boats in Montreal were being used and they were generating profits. Uh, so like that, we could survive and actually create what became the Emotion 180. It was expensive. And uh, I had a little bit help of the government, but not for the Emotion 180. I had a few hundred thousand dollars in grant. It's not incomparable to the 10,000 millions of dollars invested in the technology and the, the years of work. So uh, this weekend, I was actually exposing in, uh, before the race with our catamaran, with those twin electric outboards. 
And uh, Sean Torrenti, the world championship, was there. He was actually helping me, talking and educating the market. His two race boats were besides us. There were like 150 boats on the street. First thing people were asking me and Sean, what's the range? Sean, Sean lost his mind because it was the first time that he was presenting a fast boat electric. He says, I'm, I, I'm, ask, I'm answering a thousand questions every day, but I never ask any questions on range. Why the hell would you ask range when it's a, a quarter, three quarter mile race? What's the purpose? You have a, a same type of range that we have with our race boats doing that thing. It's, if it's, if it's a uh, range challenge, Vision Marine technology will equip the boat with the type of battery that we need for range. Today, it's a speed, quarter, three-quarter mile race. And uh, so people, first thing that they know, we're getting the negativity of the range anxiety. And the first thing they ask, it's the range. Uh, for sure, it's increasing every year. We can't provide boats that will do six or 800 nautical miles of range. It doesn't make sense. We, we, we can put three, uh, the equivalent of 3,000 liters of fuel in, in some boats. That's why we're aiming to get 1% of the uh, overall uh, boat production in the U.S. from boats between 20 to 26 feet, pontoons, bar, bar rider, and center console. We're not trying to go offshore with five or six of our motors in the back of a boat. But uh, it still surprised me. Even in a race, people are asking me the range. And, they don't ask that to any of the other guys. And uh, they own boats. And I'm asking them, perfect. I'll give you the answers because I have it, because I measured the range. People own boats since 20 years. They love the boat. They use the boat every weekend on the same place. They don't even have the range of their own boats. But they want me to, ask, to answer the question. So the range is something that I have to educate people about that. And the other fact is they don't understand that they can recharge the boat anywhere. Finding a gas station in the water, It's painful. Every house has enough electricity to recharge their system. Every house has, has 110 or 220. Every marina has that type of electricity. So we're using the same infrastructures. So um, it, it surprised me. Even in races, people are asking me about range. And about 100 times this weekend. And I, I keep my, my calm and my patient, but some of my, <laughs> my crew are losing their mind on that stuff. And, well, that uh, is yeah. No, that's really interesting. You know, I've, I've been around uh, motorsports as a PR person and, NASCAR and IndyCar and in several other really uh, high forms of motorsport. And I can't say I've ever stood next to a race car and, and had somebody say, so uh, what kind of mileage you get with this thing? You know, <laughs> it's like, uh, uh, does it matter? <laughs> two, two, I don't know. <laughs> but uh, we, I want to bring that up. You mentioned the, the race, uh, like the Ozark shootout, uh, new world record. So over... 100 miles an hour with uh, electric outboard. So congrats for that. That's awesome. Amazing accomplishment. Uh, yeah, I have to be. I'm thankful to my team. I, I, I gathered the best guys in the world to create that project. Pete uh, in the Algo came up and helped us from the, uh, completing the boats. Patrick Wiseman from Wiseman Marine uh, created our race lower unit because we have a lot of torque back, much more torque than a regular uh, ice engine on board. So uh, we needed his wisdom and it was great. And he's part of the team. And now his, his sons are working with us and we are creating a special lower unit for our system to optimize the efficiency. So uh, 109 this weekend. And uh, we're going against the overall outboard uh, series next year. So any other cats that are being pushed with 450s from Merck, We'll try to smoke those guys. Uh, and I think people thought I was, we were crazy saying that, but uh, the team is very, um, 
I could say, proactive, and they are already working on the projects. So we'll be testing that boat in the next month. Now, I, I know what a, a scream sounds like from a, an outboard motor uh, or, uh, you know, an uh, uh, inboard cat at, uh, at triple digits. What does your electric outboard sound like uh, at triple digits? It must be kind of strange. Like a jet turbine, you can hear that thing. That it's and especially when you're you're in the boat. Basically, you don't hear anything because the sound is in the back of the boat. And that's a, that one is a thirty-two footer. So, but the sound of our motors, even the smallest one that we have, the one hundred and eighty horsepower, it's uh, it's quite interesting when you're pushing it. The sound of it, uh, you can hear the water getting hit by the prop. It's uh, it's cool. Yeah, it, it is cool. I, I admit it. And uh, I, you know, as a, as a V8 guy who, who likes the sound of motors, uh, it, it is really a, a different experience. So maybe we can find a video of that and, and link to that here in the podcast. I, I was looking at some research before we, we came on here from uh, independent company Allied Market Research says that uh, uh, the global electric boat industry generated $5 billion in 2021 and is expected to generate $16.6 billion by by uh, 2031, uh, annual growth rate of nearly 13%. So any any notion that, oh, you know, uh, electrification is in the future uh, is kind of uh, a little bit of a misnomer when we look at those numbers. Yeah, it, it certainly is poised to get bigger, but uh, it's here already, isn't it? It is here, and the... Uh the help that I would need to get it actually even bigger than that, if it was one of those big players like Mercury or Honda would come with something electric, it would help me actually uh, educate the market and give me a push and have something to compare our product with. And it would be, it would be much easier. And I think that those numbers would, would increase very much if one of those guys could come up with a green solution. Yeah, well, I, uh, they're very. I, I always ask representatives from from Brunswick and, and Honda and Yamaha and uh, uh, you know other engine manufacturers, and they're always t- tight lipped about uh, about their efforts. But I can promise you that uh, they are at work on it, uh, bringing you know deep pockets and, and lots of engineering and R and D expertise. One of the other uh, things that that kind of a, a myth that I dispelled with my research is that is that electrification so far is kind of the purview of, you know, some ferry in Sweden or, you know, some commercial boats. And, and again, looking at that research, passenger boats accounted for two thirds of the electric boat market in, uh, in 2021. I was very surprised at that. Uh, I imagine you're not surprised at that uh, factoid. I know. And actually it's a good thing. Um, it's, um, it's moving forward. It moves slowly, but it's moving forward. Uh, I mean, tell me about your market. Uh, Europe accounts for half of the, the global electric boat market. Uh, where are you putting boats? Where are you selling boats? Uh, and, and, and how do you expect that to change in the next couple of years? Uh, Vision Marine Technology is actually building uh, smaller boats, and we are not using our technology uh, on our boats. Uh, only one of our models can use it. It's the Bruce 22. Uh, we are actually, for the past 13 months now, installing our technology on third-party boats, pontoon, center console, bow riders, and we are actually supporting them and 
training them how to rig in-house and also in their factory. So uh, I would say that we're going to own at least 75% of the uh, overall fast electric boat production. So we announced a few weeks ago that Benito was moving forward after testing and they were happy with the result. So uh, uh, final product will be coming to our shop in the next weeks. We'll be rigging them. And they'll start using those as, uh, I could say, a masterpiece to show to the public in different boat shows. And we also have Pontoon's company doing the same very soon. I can't uh, disclose their name today, but uh, you will see them. And the Pontoon industry is a very huge industry that needs that type of product because it's a family product and people are not using uh, more than their boats for more than 15, 20 nautical miles a day. We had numbers from Freedom Boat Clubs, um, and we'll be placing five of our boats during winter 2023 in a Freedom Boat Club in Fort Lauderdale to gather the feedback. So I'm sponsoring that uh, that test with them for six months. And before doing that, we had numbers with them, and the average boater used the boat for less than nine nautical miles every time that they go out, and they burn less than five gallons of fuel so range anxiety doesn't exist. They exist by people who don't own a boat because they, when you own a boat, you know that you're burning. You go out, you go to the sandbar or even on a lake or river, you go to the marina, go grab a burger, you go see friends. No one's doing 80 or 100 nautical miles on a pontoon or in a 22-footer bow rider. It's not like a big ocean boat. Yeah, you know, I, I think I'm a car guy as well and and do a lot of uh, reading uh, all the, the car magazines and and consume a lot of media around that. And I, I think that you've probably been a, a little bit of a victim of from electric cars because literally every single article about an electric car in the lead, in the first sentence, the very, you know, first things they tell you about that car is range. So, so again, uh, you know, the average person's, I don't I forget what the average person uses a, a car a day. It's not very, not very often, uh, or it's not very far. And so the fact that, that we're talking about range is the most kind of the most important, uh, part of this vehicle is just, is just simply not, uh, not the use case that, that most of us, uh, go through, is it? There's a few things that you said that makes a big sense, a lot of sense. First of all, mistake. It's a big mistake because cars need a special infrastructure to get the car charged. Us, it, it comes with the system so they can use any outlet. Second of all, uh, I have a pickup. I need to drive it to bring my boats to the boat ramp. And I have a Rivian truck in California, and I'm very happy with it. And my Rivian truck gives me more range than my GMC Sierra 1500 Denali. Second of all, my daily car is a Benz, the new EQS Benz, and I have more range with my uh, sedan than I have with uh, another guy who's driving an Escalade. So it's getting there, and every week, every, I could say, month, batteries companies are increasing the battery density, and I could say that we're going to be, uh, in the boating industry, uh, we're going to offer as much range as any other product with the new cells who are actually getting increase in energy the battery the energy density is increased so uh but even now the product that we are offering is enough from what the users are consuming uh, for the type of boat that we're rigging if we were rigging as i mentioned uh, offshore uh, offshore fishing boats with four of our motors it would make sense and i'm not doing that and i'm not aiming to do that uh 
NMMA released last year in 2020 that over 329,000 outboards were sold. And about 20% of those outboards are actually uh, the power of 175. So we're talking about uh, 65,000 uh, motors a year. And I may, I want to have at least 1% of that market by 2025. Let's end on, on this note. What will lead to more widespread adoption with electric boats? And do you see in, in our lifetime uh, uh, a recreational boating industry that will, uh, I won't put a figure on it, but that will have, let's call it significant penetration of electric boats? Do you, do you see that happening uh, in this, you know, in a generation? Yes, I do, for a few reasons. Uh, a lot of cities are actually uh, banning gas engine outboards on the docks. So those boats, and they're actually shutting down a, a fuel station as well. So those uh, boat, those boats can go to the, the city docks or the, the marina, so they have to go electric. They're banning a lot of ice engine outboard also on lakes and river. Uh, we, we know that in Venice, it's, it's coming there. Amsterdam is the same thing. Um, and um, these are little things that are actually making the world change. And the new generations of boaters, uh, the kids that were born in the years in the 2000s, have a different way of seeing things than the old generation. It's not the guy who was buying a gas boat for the past 30 years that will go electric. <laughs> That's the new boaters. Maybe some of them, but uh, we don't, I, I don't feel that. Well, Alex Manjon, uh, CEO of Vision Marine Technologies, thanks for an electrifying conversation. I've really enjoyed it. Uh, it's been great to have you. Thank you very much for having me, David. And it's been great to have you as well. I'm David G., Boating Industry Insider. Stay happy, stay healthy, stay safe, and we will see you on the water, everyone. So long. Thanks again for listening to this edition of Boating Industry Insider. We'd love your feedback or let us know if you have any ideas for future episodes. Happy boating!